we're back with another Taurus Trap podcast, and this week we wanted to talk about the breaking news around the Nike X Tiffany footwear collab that just appeared. Yes, and if you haven't seen the imagery, which it has shown up a bunch of times, um, you know, via Instagram and other social media outlets, but it's definitely an example of two brands being so recognizable together, like the way Tiffany's color is so recognizable when you see that color on the outside of the box, it's just like, you know it's Tiffany's. And you're like, oh, you know it's a collab between Tiffany's and Nike. And I've been loving all these like cross-pollination that's been happening between these like random collabs that are happening in our industry right now. I feel like it's cool how people are being more collaborative, for lack of a better word. (laughs) Yeah, so this is, I think, the brainchild of the new creative director at Tiffany. Her name's Ruba Abunima. She was at a beauty brand a long time ago um, and has, a, I would say, a pretty influential Instagram account, which we can link to. Um, but she joined Tiffany when LVMH acquired it. It's now being run by Alexander Arnaud, who is maybe like the third or fourth youngest son of the richest man in the world. But mm-hmm. um, he's in charge of Tiffany and he's taken the jewelry brand in a much younger direction lately with Ruba helping. I feel like Ruba was hired before he came on though, no? I don't think so. I think he was, it was after. It was right around. It's an interesting tap really when you think about it um, because she was coming from, like you said, like, you know, cosmetics, you know, which is somewhat different than jewelry. But she was very influential on Instagram. She definitely, yeah. Her account is, like, very cool. If if, if anyone has a chance to take a look, it's um, just very visually appealing. And she has this way of juxtaposing images that you would never normally put together. Um, So that's interesting how that can really, like, make you famous, too, by just, like, showing your imagery somewhere if you're not getting enough, like creative outlets at your own job to be like, well, this is my personal account. I'm going to show my personal style here. Yeah. And she's helped Tiffany do a bunch of different collaborations. They're doing one with the Warhol Foundation right now. And then... She did oof, Beyonce, right? And uh, She brought on Jay-Z. Beyonce and Jay-Z. Those were very cute and romantic. <clears throat> and they acquired that Basquiat painting that has the Tiffany blue in it. Mm-hmm. Um, they She helped do the Supreme collaboration um she helped do the Patek Philippe watch collaboration and now they're doing this Nike collaboration so they're very much uh or she's very much into these collaborations so that's very interesting. And she's very like um into streetwear so that's also interesting for Tiffany's because they're obviously not very streetwear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah well one of her first ad campaigns was to splash all these posters around New York saying not your mother's Tiffany. Right. Which was very became very controversial because a lot of people the older Tiffany customers like it because it it's like an heirloom and creates this like family connection across generations and she was trying to make it less so about that and more just something you buy. Yeah, I actually, to me, always felt like Tiffany's was a little bit... I feel like Cartier is more like that. I feel like Tiffany's was a little more, like, new in some ways. Especially all those, like, charm bracelets that were really popular, you know, back in the early 2000s, late 90s, you know? (laughs) if you're European, that's definitely how you feel. Because I think the perception of Tiffany in Europe is that it's 
a little bit more like mass market than like a Cartier. It is more mass example. market than a Cartier, though. I would I would agree with that. <laughs> but not I'll, in a bad way. It's just no, I don't think so either. It's but, the, the price point is a little lower than Cartier in terms of like those charm bracelets. Those but, are way cheaper than the Cartier bracelets. But I think long term, I think LVMH wants to position Tiffany as as like a Cartier or a Von Cleef and Arpels, like these very or like a Bulgari, like one of these like very old European luxury jewelry brands, but it's, it hasn't traditionally been that. And so there's that piece, but then Ruba is also doing all these collabs so appear to appeal to younger customers. So it's, it's kind of interesting to see what's going on with them. Yes, I, I agree with that. Um, but I did particularly like that very iconic image that she posted. Um, and then obviously that's through their advertisement, but it was just like the minute you saw it, you're like, wow, this is super exciting. You're excited about the collab, which some collabs come out and you're like, I'm not excited about this. Like, what was that? I forget you linked to it a while back, but it was like a food collab thing that was super strange. It was like, what was <laughs> the that? ambush, like Reese's Pieces one? Yes, or yes. Like I think a cereal like... brand and this like, uh, Japanese like streetwear brand not that it was uh, yeah but as in that that I feel like can maybe get a little it can be a little bit um too like humorous whereas like obviously like a fashion with a fashion brand is very cool you know plus I feel like Nike is pretty picky about who they collaborate with so I wonder if Ruba pulled the <clears throat> strings or if it was just enough that Tiffany's approached them or maybe it was the other way around who knows yeah Nike's been slipping a little bit though I feel like they've lost the a certain thing for their collabs they're not as good as they used to be honestly adidas uh, yeah. has been kind of creeping up on them well i also feel like maybe time for a in a different podcast you should probably talk a little bit more about the history of nike especially because you're reading that um that book shoe dog shoe dog yeah because yeah. it's it's very interesting you were talking to me about it and I was like, this is very interesting it's, a, it's more like a full podcast we'll have to do that sometime like just the history of nike and how it came about um is yeah. really interesting. I always love beginnings. So yeah, I think they're gonna make a movie out of that book. By really, the way. you didn't tell me that. That this is, is interesting. Like yes. So then, this is our next news. podcast for sure. Because yeah, but yeah. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, I think, are gonna start. Oh now. my God, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, or at least that's what I read. So who's Wasn't... gonna? Yeah, who's gonna play who? Do you know yet? Um, one of them is gonna play a young Phil Knight who started Nike. Yeah. And Again, then... like I said, you need to do a whole history on it because, but we can do yeah. it. Yeah, and then the other one is probably gonna be bill bowerman who's like the university of oregon track coach right yeah where they like started it together yes. but i'm not sure like which would be which that's I'm... so funny that they're gonna do a movie out of that i mean it is it's interesting but at the same time I'm like oh it's like okay we'll on. see we'll talk about it next time for sure. <clears throat> but yeah we'll, but back we, to back to rupa we're linking to the nike tiffany collab um i'll also say it's been all over like celebrities, LeBron James wore them mm -hmm. to a basketball game with like a Nike Tiffany uh, varsity jacket as well. And then Alexander Arnaud, who runs Tiffany, was courtside for a Knicks game and was wearing the shoes. Um, but also some of the jewel. There's also jewelry and some other pieces that go along with this as well. I don't know if you've yeah. seen those images. Yeah, I've seen the jewelry. I don't think I saw the varsity jacket. I mean, I'm not. I don't keep up with the sports, and I should. This is really <laughs> crosses over to pop culture, so I don't have an excuse. But I need to see that. There's image. a there's a varsity jacket, and then um, there's a silver like Tiffany silver toothbrush. Yeah, I saw that. That was cool. And then cool. a whistle. But no one's gonna wear those. It's 
that's to like buy and keep and like on display i think yeah but i and i do like all the i do like all the crossover in terms of like shoes and apparel so interesting for tiffany's it's like their way to test things you know yeah so. uh i feel like it's not the best collaboration honestly um i and, thought it was powerful in terms of imagery well i mean you can splash that tiffany blue on like anything and it'll be interesting in a way because it's so you know iconic and yeah. yeah recognizable and just evokes tiffany but it i don't know just reeks a little bit of like desperation to what me and, like, no trying to i be... guess i'm like i'm a fan of tiffany's as you know so I, you know, worn Tiffany's since I was a young woman, so <laughs> I love I just, Tiffany's. Yeah, I just don't think it's that interesting. Like, because they pick, like, the most, the simplest sneaker, and they didn't really do anything with it. All they did was just, like, use the color. It, they didn't really create their own sneaker. To me, those are the best collaborations. It's where the, the brands come together to create something, like a new sneaker like in, silhouette. Like an Ami Leondre, like they do that. <clears throat> they usually just do colorways as well, just like new colors, but like the Nike Sakai collab that came out three or four years ago where they created literally yeah. a brand new sneaker. Yeah. To me, like that's more interesting because it's like completely new. But I wonder because it was so out of their wheelhouse, like they really probably lean more on Nike, you know, like, you know? Yeah. And but... maybe Nike was like, we don't want to give away our goods. So we're going to do something very easy, you know? It was very easy. They literally just changed the color on something. Yes, that's what I'm saying, you know? Yeah. Something so out of their wheelhouse. They're like, what's the Pantone color? Okay, Because whereas, like, Sakai, it's not out of their wheelhouse to do, like, footwear, you know? So it's different. Yeah, well, I think it would have been cooler if they had done, like, a jewelry line of, like, Nike-branded jewelry because you actually see a lot of, like, that Nike... would have been cool. Like, Nike swoosh jewelry out there yeah. that you buy from, like, crappy cheap jewelry shops like that would have been cool to have like a pendant necklace with like nike on it or like a signet ring with like nike encrusted in diamonds or something like that like mm -hmm. to me that would have been more interesting very creative is your merchandising mind at work but i love that that would have that really would have been cool why don't you comment on ruba's um you know post <laughs> <laughs> Tell her your amazing idea. At Ruba. <laughs> you know I have what, a great idea. Please hire me. But Here's you know my what? They might have already <laughs> sampled those things and decided to go a different direction for one reason or another, you know. Oh yeah. I feel like they I feel like that would have been cool. I mean, they probably like, there probably was something they thought of. No, maybe not. I mean, I almost feel like that's also really it's so obvious that someone must have brought it up and there must be a reason why they're not doing but it. But still I love those like dog chains with like a you know it would have been nice to have a fancy dog chain with the Nike swoosh. Dog you know. chain. Yeah, you know, like, that's what they call those necklaces with the little, like, it's like a pendant. Oh, with the of, tag on it? Yeah, like yeah. a dog dog tag, basically. Dog tag, yeah. yeah. That would have been cool. But who knows? Maybe there's a reason. But made it, like, Tiffany's with the actual Tiffany's, like, classic chain, you know? So it's, like, kind of bulky. and It would have been cool. You're right. That would have been really cool. Yeah. The sneakers, I'm like, eh. But, I mean, I still like the colors, obviously. But if someone gave you a free pair, you would wear them. <laughs> I would take them and sell them on StockX no. <laughs> for $500. Do you think they would go for that much? You're saying that people think it's cheesy, so... I haven't checked to see how much they're going for. Yeah. I'll have to look it up. Interesting. But, but that is it for this week. We will link to all of that in the newsletter, and we'll see you back here next week.